Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well... Oh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. VIP of today, of the week of my life, goes to my dog Tianfu for sticking by me the entire time I had COVID. Oh. Like, did not leave my side, did not leave the bed. Would she act this way anyway? Yes, but special baby. I can't believe, well, yeah, I guess, I guess it didn't matter if you were sick or not. She was going to be there, but that is nice when you're sick to have a little fluffy baby. It is paramount. And when I got back from the road, I just did Indianapolis, which was incredible, and Louisville. Louisville. And at Nashville, these shows were great. I came home and she met me at the door and she we touched foreheads. It was like a noble, uh, like imperial, magical greeting. And uh, I didn't want to say majestic because it's been overused. But like just touching your forehead to an animal's forehead of like like unicorns crossing horns, like... The love in me honors the love in you. Very yoga. Very East. Very Eastern. You have a gorgeous picture of you and her touching heads from maybe two or three photo shoots ago. You did no, it. No, that's it was Blanche. Like sh- that's Blanche. Was it Blanche? And it's stunning. But there is, I'm telling you folks, nothing more spiritual than touching your third eye to your dog's third eye if they will sit there because you're connecting. And the I dog- do. Yeah, the dog's like, you're the only person I know. And you're like, you're one of several people I know. Bling. So she's back there. The bed's still out. She's got her own full-size bed. Yeah, we blew up a mattress for Noah to sleep in the office. And much to my surprise, when I came home, it was still blown up. Uh, So now it's just the bed where she lays. It's just a giant bed. A giant dog bed. It's kind of nice to have like a big bed, day bed in your office. Sometimes you just need to rest your back. How are you feeling? I feel fine. I have like a teeny weird cough, but I feel fine. Energy's there. And it was great because in Pilates this morning, I was like, mm, let's stop 10 minutes early. She was like, you deserve it. I'm like, great. <laughs> take my take my money. Let me sit here. But you know what? I was thinking about it because it's such bullshit to get like the two weeks before your special like ripped away from you. Not that I need to run the set locally, but like I couldn't work out. But then I was like, no, I did the work. The work is working out this whole time post-baby. You're not getting in shape two weeks before. So I wasn't too sad. Not that I was like eating anything 
in Kentucky. I was like, can I get a vegetable? They're like, do you like pork? <laughs> anyway. I mean, we're coming up. We're coming up on your special taping. Tell you what, it's this weekend. It's coming up. If you're hearing this on Wednesday, it's in a couple days. And I'm excited to announce, not only do we have the title, subject to change, but like we have the vibe. We have the look. And I'm just going to say, without reservation, it is the greatest special anyone has ever made or will ever see. Oh, okay. No, no, no. It's, it, but it's it's a lot of fun. And if you don't know who I am, you're not going to be hearing this, but you're going to be like, what is this? This feels like candy. This feels like Y2K candy. It's the best Oh, so more of, a, more, more of a Katy Perry than your Avril Lavigne nope. vibe? No. Oh, Katy Perry couldn't me. pull this off. No, this is... Oh, uh, Okay. You don't have to take candy literally. So just, I'm just so excited. <laughs> I'll show you the Dropbox of images I put together for Netflix. Okay. Yes, this is please. Not only my brainchild, but my baby. Oh boy. You do love a you love a mood board. Love a vibe, love a mood board. And I love your questions. And I have to be honest, I feel like a lot of questions could be answered with girls, don't be with boys who make you feel bad. Like at all ever. Like, do you feel bad because, like, oh, he said he would text you in five minutes and he texted you in six minutes? But like the amount of girls, and even when I was younger, I didn't put up with this. If he makes you anxious or he makes you feel bad or he says racist things, this is never going to work. Stop thinking like, oh my God, it's my last chance at love. I'm 23. There are so many good guys out there. I've never dated, even the psychopath that I dated. Like everyone treated me well. I've never stuck around. So quit, quit just swinging at anything. If he makes you feel sad, that is not a relationship. You are signing up for it. Grace, you want to just end the podcast now? That's it. All right, let's do it. Let's answer your catering hall questions. Ka-chong. I'm changing up Kick It. Ka-chong. The law and order sound. Dun, dun. Dun, dun. Did you see the Christopher Maloney naked Peloton ad? I did. Hmm. Okay. Hi, Eliza, Emily, Tianfu, and the rest of the fam. Longtime Eliza fan here, hoping to get your third-party perspective on this wedding guest situation. Oh, I okay, yes. real quick, want to say that even though everybody knows the answers to their questions, I think it the the fact that a third party is telling them is what cements it. You don't want to listen to your friends and family. They want to listen true. to you. Your friends and family are out to get you. But before we begin, <laughs> Emily. I'm sorry. Were you not turned on by Christopher Maloney naked? I love Chris. I'm very attracted to Christopher Maloney. I just you, think it's funny how how deep into his career are we that now they're like, let's use him as the sex symbol. I don't well, disagree with it. Chris Noth like attacked someone. So whatever. <laughs> sexually assaulted Chris. someone. Yeah, the older hot guy, a different Chris, also whatever. Uh, because when I was like, I saw it, you were like, mm, you gave like a church lady grunt. You're like, mm. I just assumed I was like, oh, you don't want to talk about it. We'll move on. <laughs> uh, no, no. I just, he's, he's great. He's hot. He was great in Wet Hot American Summer. Was it he's Wet Hot American? so yeah. funny. Yeah. Where he it's was, great. he, he had the can of mixed vegetables. He should work more in comedy. He but, should. He did that show. Everyone tells me to watch that. Yeah. I didn't with Patton Oswalt. Happy. But let me say this. Mm. Be, part of the gag is that it's Christopher Maloney who does a show about serious sex crimes and now he's here. So once, if you do it too much, then it's kind of like, hey guys, it's me again. Like, okay, John Hamm, we know. <laughs> but he started in comedy. Like that's what he wanted to do and he happened to get Law & Order. It's like when you get that, you don't that's, leave it. Although that's he did like, leave it. 
That's like Ice-T and that's like Richard Belzer. who's like a comic and it's like, he was one of the judges on Last Comic. Uh, sometimes when we get serious on? stuff. Yeah. Like pieces Richard of a woman. Richard Belzer judged you? Yeah. Like that's pieces exciting. of a woman that I was on, even though I was largely edited out. All right, let's go. Here we go. <laughs> When I met my boyfriend, now fiance, years ago, I got introduced to his friend group. In it, there was a couple who were moving multiple states away from the rest of us. We weren't really all that close to the couple, but were considered part of the friend group and got invited and went to their destination wedding. We reciprocated the gesture and invited them to our wedding this fall. However, since then, that bride has had a serious mental health breakdown and has gone on destructive nonsensical texting rampages to the friends in the group. Her husband has been trying to get her the help she needs, encouraging therapy, even getting her into a behavioral health institution, which she managed to get out of. When she got the invitation for my wedding, she texted me so excited and mentioned she was immediately looking for flights. They're also in a terrible financial situation, potentially due to her mental state and behaviors associated. We all want the best for her and them as a couple, but I'm having serious doubts about her attending our wedding this She's fall. not coming. She's not coming. It doesn't matter. She's not coming. Am She's I a terrible going. person not wanting this because of her mental state? I'm afraid even if I withdraw the invitation, the spirit of her mental well-being, she'll show up anyway. It'll be a bigger deal than if I didn't. But when I think about our wedding day, I can't picture her there and imagine myself being nervous of her potential actions. Do we track the invitation? Do I hire a bouncer? Or do we just maintain and hope they don't make it? I mean, I think the answer is clear. First of all, she's not showing up. She, it's just not happening. She's not evil. She has a mental health issue. Um, and that's not something you want to think about. You reach out to the husband and you have your husband do it. Or you could do it together. And you reach out and you be like, hey, we want to see, like, it seems like he's kind of, not an, I hate to say the word ally, but it seems like he is very on team. Like, let's get this, let's get this fixed. Let's get some therapy for this. So I think it's worth reaching out to him and be like, hey, She's written these nonsensical texts. We're just wondering how it's going. Because he might write and be like, oh my God, she's been on this medication. Things have been great, you know? So you might want to, I think he's going to be like, we're not going to be able to make it. Like give him a chance to say that and make it clear to him. Be like, we don't want her, don't want to upset her day of. Like we want to focus on the wedding. If you feel confident you guys can attend, great. Chances are, even if she does go crazy there, like he'll take her out or... She won't even leave the hotel room. There are so many barriers to her actually being there. But there's, it's not a problem to retract it if you really feel she's going to go nuts. I do. I wonder if you can just play it as like, hey, just want to reach out. I know you guys are going through a lot. Please don't feel like you have to make our wedding a priority. You know, you'll be with us in spirit. I know that there's a lot happening. Uh, it, You know, we're not going to be offended if you don't come. Is that too manipulative? <clears throat> and like, I feel like, Part of me is like, you should just say what you want to say. Be like, hey, mm-hmm. um, it's like part of me wants to lie. Be like, we're keeping the wedding soon. I'll be like, hey, gotten a couple of text messages from whatever. Um, they've made me and other people in case she's been on, like kind of uncomfortable. I just mm-hmm. think it's best. I th- It's okay to lose this friendship. I just right. think it's best given the severity of this and how much you guys are going through. We just want to say it is all like, You'll figure out the wording, but I think it's okay to be like, I think it's better if she focuses on her mental health and what you guys have going on. Um, and hopefully we can see you at a later date. Yeah, I think you're right that referring to the specific things that she's done that have made people uncomfortable rather than just being like, I don't know if her mental health is good enough for my wedding. Being like, she is, these texts yes, exactly. are making us nervous. Here's the thing. And here are the reasons. And just say it and be sweet about it. And I would give the guy a phone call, you know? 
there is a large man in this office holding what appears to be a giant ladybug that apparently <gasps> is my daughter. Oh, is she in an outfit? <gasps> oh, hi. You have a question for the podcast? Here, go ahead. Your friend had a date planned for tonight and she canceled because she's so tired wouldn't be any fun. Um, should his friend invite him over tonight? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, a friend of ours is like getting back in the dating scene and he was going on a date and she canceled. So, of course, you could invite him over. We can give him some of that wine we got a case of. <laughs> All right. Got some free wine. Oh, sorry, folks. Baby's so cute. Thank you. I'm I'm always like, oh my God, do people think I don't share her picture because she's hideous? No, quite the opposite. She's stunning. Everyone's going to want to know her. She got rest of her life for that. Anyways, look, at the end of the day, you would be okay if they were like, hey, we'll never see you again. You'd be like, okay, bye. So uh-huh. be clear in what you want. Oh my God, that's so embarrassing. That's me setting an alarm to have a podcast with you. So, hey, Crystal has in the past several weeks, this text, she said this, incoherent, da-da-da-da-da. I know you guys are on a journey trying to get her the help she needs. We think it's best if we don't have the added pressure of you guys coming to the wedding. Would love to see you guys when we're back home or whenever we come back to, you know, uh, Twin Peaks, (laughs) wherever you live. So just say that. You're okay to not have this friendship. And he might be like, that's fucked up. No guy cares. Yeah. I'd like to think he's on the side where he'd be like, yeah, thank you. I will break it to her. Yeah. Yeah, that seems like And you're not even that close. If it was your best friend or your sister, I'd be like, get over it, like figure it out. But it doesn't sound, and it is okay to be selfish on that one day. You don't want to have, and you know what? She may not freak out. It may, but that's not your job to like suss it out. Yeah. I know I'm going to get hate mail like, I had a manic episode and I'm just fine. You know? What you want her to do is call you and be like, hey, I got this under control. But like, you don't want a loose cannon. And that applies to like people who are alcoholics, people who are on drugs. Like, you don't fucking know. Uh One of my bridesmaids like spazzed out and like left halfway through. People get weird. You don't know what's going to set them off. It's supposed to be all about you. This is the one day it's okay to do it. All right. Yeah. It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet while introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, and they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable, and it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I'm busy.
And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby, I'm back to work, I'm at meetings, I'm on tour, I'm running around, and I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Hey, IA crew, especially the sweet baby tree frog, I've got a question for you. I am the maid of honor for my sister's wedding in 2020. And I just had a mental break. <laughs> no, okay, this one is actually, this is a really tough one, okay? Okay, I'm ready. I, I am working on planning the bachelorette party, but I'm struggling to figure out what to do. The bridesmaid party consists of two 26-year-olds, including myself, the bride 31, Two mothers in their 30s, one of which is Muslim, wears a hijab and doesn't drink. One transgender, born a man, now a woman, so transgender woman, and a non-binary person. What do I plan that everyone can participate in and have a great time? Should I just be prepared to plan events that not everyone could participate in or feel uncomfortable doing? Any suggestions are appreciated. Thank you. First of all, gender is irrelevant. Um, Mm -hmm. The only thing that matters about drinking is the woman who doesn't drink. Who doesn't drink. Uh She can come and have a soda. Mm Mm-hmm. People forget, like, your religion is a preference. It is not your, your, it's not something you're born with. Religion is a setting. And if you are uncomfortable, you can abstain. But she is Muslim, not in recovery. So she can be around others drinking. She can also support, and I'm sure she would. I'm sure she's not, like, foreign to the idea of that, okay? So you plan... Nobody wants to go in the first place to any of these things, including the wedding. So you plan. And what you do is you say it's dinner and then it's this bar. 
giving exactly. her the opportunity to be like, great, I'll come for dinner. Can't go to the exactly. bar. Would love to contribute. You mm-hmm. lay it out and then it's their problem. The yeah. person being trans, that's just a woman who wants to have dinner and drinks. Like they don't eat separate food. <laughs> it's okay. Mm-hmm. And the non-binary well, person can figure it out. In terms of non-binary, it's like, I guess, I don't know, don't make them all wear shirts that say, I'm a lady and I'm excited, also, but. It's not like you're getting a stripper and you're like, all right, who prefers what gender? Right. Dinner, fun drinks. Okay? Yeah. That's it. That's exactly. That's, that's exactly. It. Don't Break think it down. This make is the where. the priority. The after never forget. Is, yeah. The religion, the gender, sexuality, these, at the end of the day, are all still people. And the big note is people just want to do people things. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Muslim woman has that much of an issue with drinking. She could just come to the dinner. Some mm-hmm. people want opt in for one over the other. That's all it is. Just like right. it's it, nice that you're thinking of everyone, but actually, I think they're all going to be way less fine. high maintenance than you think it's going to be. I think you're being a little too woke here and it's giving you a headache. <laughs> you know, it's like when you plant, when you invite people to dinner, you're like, well, it's a restaurant and they have a vegan option. That is on the person dining there because those are their preferences to figure it out. That's not on you. I hate when people put their restriction on other people. Yeah. Everybody's going to be fine. And well, you know and what? Well, two of them are moms. So again, having that kind of like a 6 or 7 p.m. dinner that everyone can attend and then that later thing for everyone who could swing it. Also, you know what some moms want is a nice dinner and a chance to get a little saucy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like you're kind of treating everyone like, oh, they've each got one leg and <laughs> they only speak Martian. These are just humans. Yeah. This isn't even like, I think they're all, this isn't even like that big of a cultural difference. Yeah. Yeah, you're good. Dinner, drinks. Mm-hmm. And the, the ones that will be the last ones standing are you and the other 26-year-old. Uh-huh. <laughs> and hopefully that Muslim woman just like wants to get fucking rowdy. <laughs> just drinks eight Cokes and goes nuts. Fucking light it up. Hi, Eliza. Baby Armin, sweet Tianfu, the cutest cookie nose baby. <laughs> She's I'm 22-year-old female, about to go to grad school this fall after a gap year. I have a question on how to handle family that sometimes doesn't care for my feelings. FYI, I pre-read my question Emily's voice and it's two minutes and 50 seconds long. <laughs> oh my God, that's really funny. <laughs> okay, I'll speed it up. I'm a new driver and my dad will always sarcastically point out what I'm doing wrong. He's my coach. After so many times of him doing this, I flipped and yelled at him in the car. I said, I don't want him to teach while making fun of me, to which he replied that I'm mentally too weak to take a joke and it's my problem that I'm (laughs) fragile. This is where a lot of our arguments head towards. He says he's not coming from a bad place and family shouldn't be blamed if they're looking out for you with no harm intended. He says he has a hard time imagining me with friends since I'm so easily provoked and always require people to care for my feelings. On top of that, he added, if I can't tolerate family, I can't get very far in the future in society because it's a place where few people put your feelings first. But A, I get to pick my friends and honestly really get into fights with them. And B, I expect more from my parents precisely because they're family. For context, we're a Chinese family. There is no equivalent in Chinese for gaslighting. So I just tell him that meaning no harm sometimes can cause harm, but he doesn't want to, quote, waste his energy on arguing with me on minuscule things. I do love my parents. We don't tell each other that, though. LOL. And I'm not trying to be a brat. Am I really just too fragile? And if I am, shouldn't he be protecting my feelings when society doesn't care? Okay. Oh. Well, last year when I needed to leave for uni again, my mom told me that my dad said, I could see her 60 more times, one time during summer vacation and one during winter vacation, times the remaining 30 years I have. 
Should I oh just God. let it go? My dad always says that they're in their 50s and too old to change. Bullshit. You could change as long as you're alive and well. Really hope I can get your perspective on this. And Emily's, of course, love the pot. I've been binging. Wish you all the best. Hope to see you in Paris during my two years in grad school. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, first of all, um, chi- I'm, I'm guessing they're immigrants, but like Chinese, Asian parents, it's like a different world. So I'm not- They coming- live in Asia, I believe. This okay. question asker. So they're not immigrants in America, as far as I understand. Okay, fine. Straight up Chinese parents are something mm-hmm. I have no experience with. That being said, I think you are not only dealing with two different cultures, because you're obviously first generation, whatever country you're in, um, but two different generations. Mm-hmm. You are Gen Z, the most sensitive, and it's not a bad thing the most in touch, the most open with feelings, the most culturally and socially sensitive. Your father is a 50-year-old, 50-something-year-old Chinese guy. This is not to say they're all like this, but, and he's a guy and you're a girl. So you have literally everything working against you. It's not that he's too old to change, but he doesn't want to change because he doesn't believe you're right. It's not like you're showing him something. And the, the truth is he's not totally wrong. And in a way, he is trying to protect you, to toughen you up, you know? And so in his own way, he's trying to say like, hey, you got to toughen up a little bit and you might be soft. You might be a little soft. But when you get that first job, when you go to get that degree, when you are out there, people are people are animals. And so you're absolutely right. You do get to pick your friends. But I think what your dad's trying to do, I think, in, you know, in, I don't know the kind of trauma he had from his parents, you know, he's probably doing his best. And I think this little dose of toughness hopefully will go a long way. The way it, your issue isn't the message, it's the way he communicates it. I've had this issue mm. before where you're like, it's the medium, it's the asides, it's the sarcasm. He's probably never going to change. I wonder if you guys could start with saying, I love you more. But well, and in the rest of the message, she said she calls them by their first names. They had her stop calling them mom and dad. So it just feels like this person has a very different idea of what they want from parents than the parents want to give. Which is interesting because usually when kids like grow up with something, you're like, don't you call your parents? Like, don't you also call your parents like Bob and Rebecca? So I doubt those are their names. Um, It's tough because I don't have experience with this, but like you have a lot working against you. And I think it's also like your dad and you're a girl and you're a daughter. Do you have any other siblings? Is he different with them? Has he no, always only been child. like this? Have you talked to your mom about it? It is worth expressing yourself. It is worth writing yeah. down everything you want to say and be like, I love you. You hurt my feelings, da, da, da. Because what's, less imp- what's important is that you are heard. And maybe he can soften one or two things. I would get over, there is a chance because you're a 22-year-old girl that you are a terrible driver. I would, I, it's just, you guarantee you are. I also don't think you should learn with your parents. I think I would, I mean, I did learn with my parents, but I think also I would kill them. And I was it's so tough mad. Because like the re- big part of this podcast is sometimes the criticism from someone who's close to you is harder to swallow. Like every girl mm-hmm. knows what it's like to be mad at your parents or your mom. But if your best friend or your cool aunt says it, it's okay. Mm-hmm. So keep in mind that your dad is putting his life at risk to teach you a life skill of how to drive. And yeah, he's going to be frustrated because men think women are bad drivers. You're 22, so you're probably a terrible driver and you're going to get an accident. But I think I would be less harsh about his approach and I would try to work on where it's coming from. Can you get some insight to how he was raised? 
Like, did his parents beat him? And so what he's giving you is like the best he can do. Talk to your mom about it. But more importantly, what's important is that you're expressed. Yeah. And yeah, he's not wrong. You might want to, and this goes for the whole generation. You might want to toughen up just a little because you can't, I'm not saying you're doing it. You can't sue everyone. You can't always file a complaint. People aren't always going to be on your side. Even if you're right, you're going to have to learn to toughen up a little just to get through the world. Yeah, but you can ask for some gentleness from your family. Like, I don't want to have to fight at home and in the world, but I think you're you're also right in that, like, probably he's not going to change at this point. You said they're in their 50s. This is how they raised you. You're 22. You're you, leaving the house. Like, yeah. I don't think they're going to change their parenting style, but you can certainly ask for what you want. Have you tried zinging him back? You tried zinging back? If he's just like, you're a terrible driver, you're like, where do you think I get it from? If he's like, you're too sensitive, be like, maybe you're too tough. You know, I don't think you want to do that, but um, try it. Can you be funny? Are you funny? Can you say something back? You want some sweetness from your dad and it's important that you express that. Maybe get your mom on your side, but he also might be incapable. There is a chance that your dad came from a very tough living situation. So get some more info and let us know. Funny, as I think about your dad, who is Chinese, I'm staring at my dog, who is Chinese. And she's, she's just gentle. staring at me. She's very gentle, actually. She'll be a and great she, dad. And she came from a very tough situation and she turned it around. All right. So just get your dad adopted by Eliza. There you go. I've learned three things in Chinese. Tian means donut. What? It means donut. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hey, Eliza, Snow Peach, and baby. My fiance and I loved your show in Indianapolis. I've been a fan of yours since War Paint. Hashtag Elder Millennial. Hashtag. That Indianapolis show was fire. I came off stage. I was like maybe the most perfect audience I've ever had. I was so excited to meet you in person and I'm so thrilled that you responded to my elder millennial call and my Raptor badge. It felt like I was talking to an old friend. I've always connected with you and your material and I look forward to this new Netflix special. That's oh. nice. And that, guys, get your VIP tickets. Eliza feels like an old friend. It's <laughs> me. It's your old friend. Always there for you. I do have a question for you. I had a cousin reach out to me who recently gave birth to a baby. Okay, as my opposed to? <laughs> my fiance a full-grown lizard. Okay. My fiance and I put on the invitation, no kids. She reached out to me via text to ask if she could bring the baby. Mm -mm. I proceeded to call her to let her down gently because something like this requires a phone call, not a text. Okay. I explained that my fiance and I have a no kids policy because if we make one accommodation yep. for someone, then everybody else gets an accommodation. She continued to try to persuade me, make me feel bad by using excuses like, oh, well, we can just come for the reception or he's not fussy and won't cry. Great. And continue to say no, but that we would have a Zoom link for people who are not able to attend to view Nobody the ceremony. I feel like I may get some backlash on this, but do you think I handle this well? Thanks for the advice and can't wait to see you again. Flawlessly, perfectly. And that is really shitty that she tried to talk you out of it. Um, we didn't have any kids at our wedding because what it then becomes, look, it's not a big deal. But what it becomes is then there's a kid on the dance floor and then there's a kid crying. And, you know, is she the only one with a baby? Is it, do you really want her there and she can't come without? I'm not a big fan of kids at weddings. My cousin got married and his best friend, they brought their brand new baby, but they flew all the way from Dubai for the mm. wedding. So I'm like, okay, like that's quite the sacrifice. She was wrong to do that. And, um... Having, I've had kids and I've not had kids and they have plenty of time to make, you You did the right thing. You did the yeah, right thing. You don't, 
here's the thing. She had a baby and that means that something she's not going to be able to do. She might not, if she can't leave the baby, she can't come to the wedding. Is she saying, we'll just come to the reception like- With the baby. (laughs) Yeah. No, we don't want to just come to the reception. It's like, I'd rather the baby go to the first part. No, you don't. You don't want the baby at the service because it's going to cry right when you're listing off all the things your husband needs to change. And you, the point is you don't want the baby at the reception. It's a fucking party. And by the way- you shouldn't be bringing a baby to a party. It's going to be loud. There's going to, like, yeah. why? So, and then if it's anything, be like, hey, is there somewhere I could tuck the baby? Is there a little bed for the baby? Like, the baby's need, if the baby's that small, it needs too many things for it to come to this event. And also, it's like, oh, we'll just come for the end. It's like, that means you were going to get a sitter for the, I don't know. If you're, no, the answer is you handle it perfectly. You said no kids. This is your day. One side is it's your day. You can do whatever you want. You can restrict all mental patients from coming. The other other side is when it is your day, don't be a beast about it. And you're not. You said that's what you wanted and you're holding firm on that and she can get over it. Yeah. Because then suddenly an aunt's going to be like, I need to bring this kid. Can we bring Jeffrey? It opens the floodgates. And Isabella. Yeah. Can we bring our pit bull named Bella and our daughter named Bella and Chloe? And Zoe and Madison, all pit bulls. Okay. All pit bulls. People always have beasts of dogs named like Bailey. I'm like, Bailey has 90 teeth. Bella. I'm like, did you do it ironically? When you have a beast dog and you name it Bella, do you do that because you know it's disgusting? <laughs> we have a boring dog named Bella. Such a and I've had a cat named Bailey, but I named Bailey after a camp counselor. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't believe I got that right. Also, like in Italy, do you think people are walking around with like Italian greyhounds named like Susan? I would love that. Like, are they taking our words? Okay. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. 
we have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all bowl and branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bowl and branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bowlin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl & Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Folks, it's time for A-I-T-A on A-I-A. Okay, so I think it's always more interesting when you look at these and it's not a clear answer. Like if somebody just clearly is a monster or not a monster, they're like, I saved a puppy from drowning. A-I-T-A. It's like, no, obviously you're not. But I don't know. I feel like Gen one, Z would be like, maybe he wanted to drown. You took away his choice. Well, so that's why it's like, All right. you know. Okay. AITA for pressing charges against my girlfriend's friend for stealing my doll. I, 26 male, have been with my girlfriend, 26 female, for almost four years. And I have last a doll. Year, <laughs> last year, I gave her a key to my house. She spends a few days there, but we don't live together full time. A few days ago, I had to make a quick trip for work. She asked me if she could invite a few of her friends to the house for girls' night. I accepted. I returned yesterday in the morning. The first thing I noticed was that the rag doll was missing from the wall. My first instinct was to call my girlfriend. The rag doll? Oh, you mean the one that every man owns? The rag doll? (laughs) He doesn't explain for another minute what it is, which is what's so amazing about this. It's a racist artifact handed down from my (laughs) great-grandma, and I love having it. All right. My first instinct was to call my girlfriend and ask if she put it somewhere else. She denied it and said the doll was there. It wasn't. I checked the GPS of the doll. Yes, it had a GPS. The GPS marked the house of one of her friends. Let's call her Jess. I tried to be nice and told my girlfriend to tell her friend to bring it back before 5 p.m. and I'll pretend this never happened or I'll involve the police. She tried to fight it, but I told her about the GPS. Well, my girlfriend called me back saying that Jess denied having the doll. We had a huge argument, and I warned her that I wasn't playing about getting the police involved. I waited until 5 and went to the police. We went to her house and got the doll back. I pressed charges. My girlfriend and I had a big argument about me pressing charges. They, including her, know the doll was made by my father. They could have stolen anything else, and I wouldn't bat an eye. I gave her friend a chance, and she tried to play stupid. They've been calling me an asshole and to draw the charges. So then he follows up. I will answer some of your questions here. The doll is with me. It's a rag doll. Better said, it's a raggedy and doll. My father had many hobbies. He tried making dolls and was planning to sell them, but the first one he made was a freaking raggedy and doll, so it didn't last. He was to mainly sell raggedy and dolls. Ridiculous, I know. He gave me that one. He made four more for my best friends. The doll was hanging in my room, but once he passed away, I hung it in the living room. It has X's eyes and looks creepy because it looks dead. It has a GPS because my home was robbed seven months ago. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So then he talks about an update about saying that, 
you know, he his Is dad a dude died. Plays it was with special dolls. to him. Okay. Well, no, it's like it's special to him. Blah blah. I blah. thought he was gonna say my dad invented Raggedy Ann, and like I this know. is the prototype. Okay, but he didn't. No, his dad was going to start a business of selling rag dolls, and that didn't pan out. And now his dad passed when he was young. The whole family's awesome. Now, there is a follow-up, but I'll get your take first before I do the follow-up. How do you feel about him pressing charges? I think it's super fucked up that the girlfriend wasn't on your side. Yeah. I think it's super fucked up that she's okay with her friend doing this. And I think it's super fucked up that the friend stole this. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's your property. It was something that meant something to you. They didn't take you seriously. I would dump that girlfriend. Look, there's nothing to gain from this. You're not going to press charge. You're not going to get any money. It was returned. Mm-hmm. I would drop the charges because you've already made yourself clear. We all know what a nut you are. Um, and you are weirdly in the right, but you're not going to get anything. And this is our tax money at work. And you already had the police come and you got the doll. And don't be one of those people that pretends that there's emotional damages when there's not. So I think you made your point, which was the whole purpose of this. Mm-hmm. And I can I would reconsider that relationship with that girlfriend and for the other person's dead to you. Well, so here's the follow-up because I would unless, have said- Unless what? you killed them and put them in the doll. <laughs> I would have said definitely not the asshole for pressing charges because I'm just so mad that this girl stole it and there was a GPS and she lied about having it. Yeah. And I'm like, good, go to jail. Uh, but she's but, not going so to. The, the follow-up is <laughs> okay. the ex, the now ex-girlfriend oh, hated good. the doll and they were moving in together and she didn't want the doll to be there anymore. And so the okay. friends took it. Okay. So the this guy is different broke up now. with her. But no, here's where now I trend to him being the asshole. So he said, I broke up with her. I called Mr. Lawyer and he told me we can continue with the process, but nothing will come out of it. Even my ex's confession. He will try either way. First so, of all, he's still ew. prosecuting this, even though it's like the girlfriend didn't, the friend didn't even like, just drop you know it and don't be with them. Don't no, talk to them anymore. This is what happens with guys like this. Like, what are you looking to get? Like, out of your ex-girlfriend for emotional damages. You're a creep. I already thought you were a creep based on this, but I feel, I felt, okay. The girl was fooling around. She was like, I hate that doll. What's unfortunate is that you dated a girl that doesn't understand how how emotionally attached you were to that doll. Mm -hmm. But you're kind of a weirdo. That being said, she wasn't the girl for you. I would drop this, cut this cord and move on from everything. A court is going to throw this out. There are no grounds. Nothing happened. Right, you got it back. But I mean, the problem is, is it's like, you know, if somebody has said like, oh, you stole this locket that my dead mom gave to me, people would like respect that more. But being like, they stole my ragged, homemade raggedy and doll makes you, you know sound what? like a serial killer in the woods. But the truth is, it doesn't matter what the object is. Like she didn't like it. it. She thought it was creepy. So she thought it'd be funny if it got stolen, whatever. You've clearly made it abundantly clear. You've obviously made it abundantly clear how much you love this doll, which means you probably talked about it a lot. You seem weird, <laughs> And she didn't know any there was shred, a GPS in it. You were right, but now I don't like you. And you're teetering on like men's rights activist weirdo. <laughs> Your girlfriend's a bitch, and but you're being a bitch by like actually suing these people. Like that's, and good luck ever telling that to another girl because that is so unattractive. Like you were right up until you kept this going. Yeah, you changed the locks. Great. You, the GPS that you paid to put in the doll was worth it. Great. You made the right choices. Now you got to let it go. And by the way, you want to know why your lawyer says to move on? Because lawyers get paid either way. He will tell you we should sue bunging Santa Claus and the Keebler elf and that Cadbury bunny that for some reason clucks because he, those are billable hours. So you know what? Do it. That guy's going to get richer. 
And all you'll have in the end is this raggedy end all. I do like that he's like, well, now I have a confession, so that will help my case with the police. And what What are you even going after? Like, do you want her to, like, pen you an award for the biggest fucking weirdo? I really like, want to see this doll, but he didn't post any pictures of it. I don't care about the doll. The fact that he says it looks dead and has X's for eyes is I just I got to be like, honest, just as someone who was sued for being a woman, I'm not supposed to talk about this, and I'm not going to, but, like, I just think back to, like, just what was, like, and we're going to proceed anyway. It's like, Cool. Cool. Have fun never fucking another woman. This is also the problem with, like, the police in that this guy is saying the only reason he got the police to go with him is because um, they were the officers related to the wife of one of his best friends or the police, like, never would have gone and investigated this theft. Your friend, and by the way, I would have felt much better if the best friend gave it back and was like, dude, it was just a joke. So sorry. But something tells me you're not the kind of guy that could even take a joke. Well, I think probably at that point she was like, oh my God, you told me to steal this doll. You didn't say there was a GPS in the doll. Oh my God, you brought a gun? (laughs) There was also a bomb in the doll. (laughs) Yeah, mutually assured destruction. That is, uh, am I the asshole? So the answer is no, then kind of, and now absolutely yes. (laughs) Right, which goes against Reddit's consensus of no, right on. No, well, Reddit's filled with these types of guys. Oh, you're going you're gonna to upset a woman? Do it. I would love that. Oh, I'm a faceless handle. Do it. All right. Okay. Anonymous. This is from one of our listeners, not a Reddit weirdo. My fiance and I have been together for seven years, dating six, engaged one wedding this December. We plan to go on a trip to Switzerland back in 2020, which obviously got canceled. We're finally taking it this year, leaving in 10 days. To prep for this, we started learning German. My fiance downloaded an app that allows you to talk with people who are native speakers of the language you're trying to learn, who in turn are trying to learn your native language. So oh, you are you talking about other. a telephone? Is that a telephone <laughs> you're talking about? And Google? And bells. Okay. He said that most of the users he talks to are girls because apparently most guys on the app are using it as another outlet just to flirt with girls. Oh, interesting. He started talking with two girls daily. I wasn't bothered until I learned that their conversations had moved away from the app and that they'd exchanged personal phone numbers. I asked since when did he get these girls' phone numbers, and he said he felt comfortable and close enough with them that he could trust sharing his personal number. He then said he felt blindsided by me being upset. And I told him that now that we're getting married, we've entered a new relationship dynamic and I prefer to at least know that he's consistently talking with these girls on a personal level because if the shoe was on the other foot, I wouldn't want him thinking I was disrespecting him by giving my attention to other guys all day long. Mm. For what it's worth, I know he loves me, respects me, and prioritizes me, and I trust him. No, you don't. Part of me feels, no. You don't. <laughs> Part of me feels insane for being insecure about these digital friendships, but at the same time, I feel like phone conversations are such an easy way to open up the door for emotional cheating. He has never cheated on me, by the way. I don't even know if the girls he's talking to know I exist or know that he's engaged. I know it's annoying to be the girl that exclaims, I have a boyfriend if any guy says anything completely casual to her, but at the same time, the amount of time he spends every day texting these girls makes me cross my fingers that he's at least mentioned me in passing. Since initially telling him that I was bothered by not knowing they'd exchanged numbers, he's been very open about the content of their conversations. Even though I've never asked what they talk about, it all seems harmless, but I can't help but feel some type of way about it. Am I wrong for feeling this way? P.S. I in Asheville a few months ago. Can't wait to relive the experience when the next special comes out. First of all, first of all, fortunately, unfortunately, everybody speaks English. I took German for a month to get ready for my trip and everybody spoke English. 
they also speak like a couple languages in Switzerland. So you're probably not going to use it, but it is nice to be able to read signs. Uh, here's my question. If it's an app to learn a language, how are they having conversations that he is getting anything out of? These girls probably speak English and want to make it better. If he doesn't speak German, I don't understand how that works. Or is he writing to them and then they're giving it back in German and he's learning it? It just seems like you wouldn't be able to communicate if the whole point was to like break down languages. So I guess I don't understand that. But let's say they're both speaking in German. Although I don't know what benefit they're getting out. I would be a little- I guess it just seems like what you're saying would be so basic. Like what you want to know is like, where is the bathroom? Where is the hotel? Yes, no, thank you. Like you don't need to know like, yeah, I love horror movies. How big is your, how big are your genitals? Like a couple questions. Did, it would be weird if he didn't say to them, I'm going on a honeymoon. Cause like most people don't need to learn German. I'm going yeah. on a honeymoon with this random chick. No, I'm going on a honeymoon to Switzerland. Uh, he's done nothing to ever lie to you. So it is a little unfair. Can you see what these girls look like? Like, is are these like 60-year-old women with like kids? Like, are they hot? Do they have his picture? There's no reason they should have his picture if it's all about just talking. Um, it all feels a little odd, but it might just be like a brave new world in terms of technology. You don't want to become paranoid weirdo if he's never done anything. Also, like, is he going to meet them on your honeymoon? Because if not, who cares? Yeah, I don't. You're saying you trust him and that he's never given you a reason not to. And he's practicing this language. He told you about the app. I totally get like some apps have awful interfaces. I get if somebody was really good at practicing with me and I was getting fluent talking to them and they had great like local language tips, I would much rather just go talk to them than keep trying to connect with other freaks on the app. I don't know. Part of me is like, this does have the making of like, and then he met Helga and we met up. If there's no plans to meet these girls on the vacation, I feel like it's two girls together. Like, I feel like it's two friends. That's weird. Maybe it's just two separate people. There's no plans to meet them. And they know he's brushing up for his honeymoon. And you don't have their picture. It just seems like we need a couple of these things to be true. If he was like, let's meet them on the honeymoon, it might be different. And he's being transparent. I mean, does he see where you're coming from? That being said, like, Maybe you do need to just let him talk. Also, see what those girls look like. That matters. Is he, if you hear him and he's speaking both German and English, broken German and English, great. He's practicing. If he's just yeah. speaking English, he's just chit-chatting. But maybe they became friends doing this app thing together and now they're friendly. And, and is maybe he not allowed to have female friends? It's weird to make female friends after, but it's okay. And maybe they're super uggo and it's not a problem. Um, it's, I guess it feels weird because there's no reason outside of this specific instance where an engaged man would become close friends with a woman he talks to often. This is an extenuating circumstance though. So I'd like to know the rest of that info. I'd like to know if he told them he's going on a honeymoon with you. I'd like to know if you shared pictures and I'd like to know if he's made plans to see them on your honeymoon. Let us know. Yeah. You're not yeah. wrong, but you're not, you're not totally right. But you're mostly... You're mostly right, but like- it, I would say mostly wrong. Well, I think we're saying the same thing. You're mostly wrong to not trust him. Yeah. But you're right in that it is a little weird, but I need to know those weird. other three things. I need to know. 
Okay. You're never going to tell us. You're going to be on. By the way, start saving now because it is the most expensive place. I like my my eyes welled up with tears watching the meter on the taxi cab. Like good. I hope you enjoy McDonald's because that's where you're eating on your honeymoon. Yum. Because it's eight thousand dollars to leave your hotel. Oh my god. Hi, Liza and Emily. Thanks for being my Wednesdays funnier with your podcast. I have had this friend for almost twenty five years. She has gone through so much over the years, and I've always been there for her. Fast forward six years ago, she called me desperate because she was behind with her son's school fees. And if she didn't pay, he would not pass. The time I was seven months into my new job and I just moved back to my home country, I did have the money, but I was saving it to buy a property as I was staying at my mom's place paying rent. I decided to lend her the money and asked her to write a letter stating the arrangement and payment plan. She never did. The year after, my friend lost her brother in a tragic accident and I didn't ask her to pay me. I gave her the space and time she needed. In 2020, I reached out to her and asked her what plan she had to pay me, and she said she will pay me $100 a month. She has been very inconsistent, and last year I told her she has until December 2022 to pay me the full amount. She started paying, but stopped after a few payments. I messaged her saying I would love to give her the money, but I'm not in the circumstances to do so. Wait, love to give her the money? What do you mean? I mean, I guess like let her have it. You know what I mean? She started paying again late last year, but again, stopped. Last December, I was traveling and had an incident where I lost all my stuff in a fire. She called me, desperate to know how I was doing, to let her know if I needed anything. Said it would be great if she could pay me the money so I could start buying and replacing the things I lost in the fire. Jesus. I flew back home for Christmas and spent more than a month there, and she never reached out to meet up. I texted her many times to plan something. I was really pissed given the fact she called me overseas, scared something had happened to me, but then didn't have the time to see me alive and in person. I guess she would have made the time to come to my funeral. At this point, she does not respond to my text. She never calls. She even changed her Instagram account, but has not reached out. Last time I reached out for payment in April, she said she had to pay her car registration, had no money to pay me, but her Instagram posts and stories tell another truth. She traveled after that. She buys her kids extremely expensive gifts for Christmas. She portrays a very luxurious life with haircuts every month and manicures all the time. At this point, it is clear to me she doesn't want to be friends anymore. She is ashamed that she has not paid me. I offered help creating a budget and looking at her finances. So I've since I've done courses in financial well-being and investing, she never took the offer. Should I reach out to her one last time? Should I wait until December 2022 and reach out via a lawyer? I'm angry and frustrated. How do I fall for this? How she, could she take our friendship and word for granted? How much money did you loan her? They didn't say, but the fact that it's $100 a month indicates to me that it's in the thousands. Definitely. It's $500. Look, I hate to say this. She has no... She has no ability to pay you back. I wouldn't go by based on the Instagram. You don't know whatever, how she gets all that stuff, but she doesn't sound like she's good with money. This, unfortunately for you, my friend, is a very expensive lesson. And you are going to have to make peace with the fact, I would, I would send one more email and I would say, I really need this money. If our friendship has ever meant anything to you, please reach out. I know that you, she didn't want to hang out with you because she doesn't want to be reminded of the fact that she's an embarrassment and owes you money. And how how were you planning on hanging out? Like everything she bought, like you would what like put a tariff on it? Like that's weird. I get why she wouldn't want to hang out, but she's being gutless. I would offer her one more chance of a way to communicate with dignity, but then you are going to need, because you can't bring her to small claims court. There's no way to make her pay that money. Um, and you have no proof. You have no proof. She'll be like, no. I know. she could say you never gave me money. You're crazy. You have no proof. She didn't sign the letter. You should not have gone through with it without 
that letter and you probably I mean, shouldn't have gone through it at all. You may have, in, if you have in, in your communications via text and email, et cetera, her intending to pay, her paying small amounts, that may be enough, but a lawyer might cost more than it would be to just, you know, cut cut your losses. I just, you never, you never lend money that you can't lose. You just don't. I it mean, sucks. Have you, Eliza, have you ever lent money to like a friend or family? I've never in my life, I have donated money I did not plan on getting back. I have never well, lent someone money. That's That's a donation. That'd be weird if you right. planned it. You're like, I'm going to give it to I you, mean, Red Cross, you know but I need I mean? this like, back. I'll give to like a GoFundMe or whatever, but I, I never- gave a friend once a blank check. Oh my um, God. She needed, she, I'll just say, she needed $2,100 or something. Okay. And I was like, here, because it's indelicate. You feel tacky being like, okay, I said here because I trusted her. We were, now that I think about it, I guess we were like in our 20s and I wasn't, like I was- on my own and stuff like that. And she didn't, she needed it. She was dating a friend of mine and she had to move out. Like we had spent a lot of time together. Yeah. So I just gave her the check and she wrote herself a check for like 2,300 or 2,500 mm-hmm. and then just completely disappeared. People fucking, and you know what? It, I really held on to it for a while and she just stopped speaking to me. And eventually mm-hmm. I just let it go. I was just like, clearly this person karmically is going to get it back. And, um, It took me a while to let that go because it was like such a betrayal. And then one friend who was not doing well, I just put a bunch of money in their hand and I was like, don't pay me back. Like, I was just like, Mm -hmm. just take it. And I never thought about it again. Um, So unfortunately, that's your lesson. You can write her one more email, but she's embarrassed. And now she kind of doesn't like you anymore and doesn't want to pay it back. She's annoyed. She's annoyed that you're asking for it and embarrassed. It's a weird combo. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. The psychology of it is just like, she's so mad at you. She's so indebted to you. She's so embarrassed. She's so like, yes. I wouldn't be, I mean, 10 years from now, she could suddenly pay you back. She might. You just can't be relying on it because she, she just, might. But by the way, like your offer to like look at her finances with some like weird online certificate and financial management that you got, hell no. Like nobody would take nobody that. Nobody wants to be told like, well, nobody. don't buy your Starbucks and then you can pay me back because it's like, I mean, especially at this point, people have so many, so few like small pleasures the world's ending. No, no, no. Let's I get not make the, it. Uh, not no. that it's okay. Look, she should be not buying anything and just saving to pay you back. I would she doesn't be want mortified. To. But yeah. yeah. It's not fun. She's not good with money as evident. You shouldn't have loaned it to her, but I understand that you did. She has no plans to pay you back and that's it. It's never going to happen. Yeah. So I five year friendship. It's a real, I would write her a letter. I would call her or do whatever. And it's not even like, oh, the door is closing. You won't be able to sue her for it. And even if you do successfully, there's nothing that's going to make them pay. I don't know where you live. Um, It's unfortunate. I'm sorry. But now you know. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, that does really suck. Because she's just going to go on like living her life and she's just like, I don't even need to pay this person back. And you're just going to be yeah, better about it. Yeah, they're doing fine. Yeah, they have a budgeting certificate. They'll be okay. Hi team, love you guys so much. I have a question about the show and Netflix specials. I'm finally getting to see you in Australia in February 2023. Does this mean I shouldn't watch the new Netflix special when it comes out if it comes out before the show? Can't wait either way. Thanks for everything you both do. Briar. Eliza, please clarify. I got this question. Also, it just occurred to me. I'm like, when people ask questions and I give a blunt answer, do they like never listen to the podcast again because they feel like <laughs> I, too admonished? I would never listen again just because I'd be like, Ugh, so uncomfortable that so the person now knows about me. Embarrassed. But I don't know you. So you can just sit there and 
and know that I don't know you. Um, a lot of people ask this. Uh, you should definitely watch the special. Not only should you watch it, you should leave it on repeat and show it to everyone you know. By the time I see you, it will be different. So don't you worry. I've never in my career had a complaint. Even if yeah. parts are the same, enough of it is different and I am way better live. Not that I'm not great on Netflix, but it's so much different live, different experience. Yes, you also, we've talked about this before, but you are creating more content than most comedians. Like some comedians will do the same show every time for years and that's just, that's not how you operate. So they don't need to worry that like- Don't worry about it. They're going to see, because the the key is, you know, like when you go see a artist, you, you want to see a couple of the greatest hits, right? Like there's a little bit of something for, woven in, but also yeah. a bunch of new stuff. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. No one has ever been like, I want my money back. I saw this. Even gigs that I've done close to a release date. Because remember, when I record it, which is in a couple of days, by the time it comes out, it's several months later. In this case, mm-hmm. less than several, but still. So you're okay. Mm-hmm. I'll see you then. Mm-hmm. Okay, top of the cob. Tip of the crit. It's the top of the cob. You're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. My top of the cob, it's kind of a bottom, but it's a top. Let's do it this way. Is a couple people recently been like, I found you through TikTok. And while oh. it's cool that I'm able to like do this new medium and I figured out a way to do it, like I get it. I'm not one of those people that's just like, I don't even understand it. Like I get it. And I make fun videos. It's kind of sad to me that it's like, Oh, that whole body of work that I like crafted my whole career that's available. Not that you saw me like commenting on someone's like smoothie routine, but I guess it was funny enough that you went and found me or I don't really get that. It's like, did you know the name and that prompted you or you're like, who's this girl? I should see if she is on Netflix. So I guess it's cool. And I hope to always be the kind of artist that people find me through new mediums because I continue to master them. That's my top. What's your top? My top is, I think I've finally got basically all my art and stuff hung and it feels really good to like have Ooh. little personal touches throughout the home. Um, I've got all my little frames. I've got my little matching bits. So it's feeling good. It's feeling like a house. I you like going to paint it. it all? Not now. In the future, I might paint the TV room and rip out the like, what is it? Wainscotting when it's the half a wall. It's like a different sticking out. All I the house know. flippers that listen to this are losing, like all the girls yeah, in Nashville are like, yes, Wayne's got it. I just figured out what that was because I was Googling, like how do you hide wires on Wayne's got it? My bottom of the cob is, I really believe airlines wait until they know you're about to fall asleep. I, I, I just, I think, here's my thing. When they get on the intercom, I think that there's a way to consolidate what you're saying to us. And I don't understand why it can't be said prior to takeoff. I don't understand what is so, like they say stuff before and then 20 minutes in, they're like, once you're in the air, they're like, we just want to say, you don't, we don't need a fucking welcome. We don't need yeah. any of this. Yeah. I don't want you singing. I don't want you talking. And then they're like, and the American airline advantage card. You're like, I'm only on this fucking airline because there were no other flights direct to Indianapolis. I don't want this card. And even if I did, I wouldn't do it to, just out of spite. There's just so much information that they feel they need to say over a grainy intercom. And I'm like, it, it's, it's so unfair because it's always loud. I don't need to be welcomed twice. I don't need any info other than the safety info because that's like an FAA thing. What else do you need to say to me? 
Well, and I don't understand half of what they say. They're like, hey, we got this thing happening with the thing. And I'm like, oh no, are we crashing? I don't know. I'm down. I'm down to hear a, a pilot be like, hey, here's why we're not taking off. I always appreciate them communicating. But once you said fasten your seatbelts, once you've given me the safety, I don't need the video that's like, and we're excited you're here. No, you're fucking not. If you were excited that we were here, you'd pay your employees a proper wage and get enough of them working so you're not losing bags every time someone checks in for a regional flight. You fucking hate us and we hate you. Now fly the goddamn (laughs) plane. God bless America. (laughs) Also, okay, here's my other bottom. Okay, tell me the other one. I'll do a triple, I'll do a double bottom. Mine is, sounds very bougie, but I bought a robot vacuum during Prime Day. And and I set him up and I was watching him go and I was like, okay, he's doing what he should be doing. And I left and I came back and he scuffed the fuck out of all my floors and there's dents in all my vinyl wooden floors. Dents? How heavy was this robot? Are you sure? He was on like turbo and he dug in, he pressed into the cheap synthetic wood of the entryway and it's like light gray and it just has like like circular arcs of just dent and I was like oh my god so I set him to a lower setting and I brought him upstairs and tested him and Gracie loves him but I'm mad at him so I'm real further review it wasn't a Roomba it was a car and I backed it (laughs) into my house uh (laughs) I like how you know that your floors are shitty. You're like, God damn it. Oh, it's, they're soft. Like uh, some of the floors, it all looks like real wood, but it's all fake. But this front area, especially is like that flipper special light gray that I saw in every house I visited where they Mm. think they, they buy all new cheap stainless steel appliances. They do the whole floor in light gray and it makes it look modern and airy, but it's cheap. Yeah, I hear you. Um... So you can always, the good thing about Amazon is they don't ask any questions. They're like, here, take your money back. Well, and I was, so I was like debating. I was like, do I return him? But I love the idea. I love him in theory. Gracie loves him. We're all friends now. He, I love, he, he trolls around. He flung himself into a water bowl and I got alert like, please help. And I was like, oh no. And I had to run and save him. I really, you, we've gotten attached. You come in and that raggedy Ann doll's just riding him. Like it's my <laughs> house now. Uh, I also love that you bought him and immediately gendered him. You're like, this is a boy. He's doing it's- my work. I've decided. I don't know why I immediately was just like, oh, Gracie likes him. I don't know why. Speaking of home things, we are, (laughs) we're building a structure outside. It needs, like (gasps) where all the uh, grills are and stuff where Noah spends a lot of time and there's no shade in our backyard, which is a beautiful backyard. So we need to build a structure. But the name of the word, the the word for that structure is called a pergola. Mm -hmm. And the amount of times we've said pergola in the last two weeks I just, like, what about the pergola? (laughs) I just, (laughs) it sounds Yiddish, like pergola. And it's just, it's such a weird word. Like perg is so weird, but we have had so many, like mother-in-law on husband, wife on other mother-in-law, mother on son, son on mother, like constant texts from both of our mothers trying to figure out the pergola. (laughs) <laughs> and it's like, you want to buy all this nice outdoor furniture, but the truth is it gets dirty. I don't want to fucking maintain it. So it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing and it's a whole world. And all the options for pergolas are like, do you love fake stone? Do you love redwood? Do you live in Orange County? Do you like to grill in the sun? They got, it's got to be like a cool elder millennial borderline hipster pergola. What's the name of the arch from your wedding? A chuppa? 
It's not dissimilar. And they both are weird words. Anyway, so we figured it out. We're doing it. And neither of us have like our architects or designers or uh, engineers. So we're just like guessing what it'll look like. (laughs) (laughs) But you have those people building it, right? Someone's building it, but like there's no rendering. And I'm like, I guess we have to get stools now. I don't know. It's like, I care, but I don't. I, we need a third person in our marriage. We need like a real wife to like care about the details of the home. Weigh in. Weigh in on that pergola. Folks, if you're hearing this now, that means you can come see me film my sixth Netflix special in Cleveland. You can see what I'm wearing. Very excited. And uh, we did cancel that show in Reading, Pennsylvania because of scheduling issues. But we've got two thick, hot shows in New Jersey, Atlantic City and Newark coming up in August. And you can come see me in Montreal in a couple days here at the end of July for my gala, which is just me doing about seven minutes, then introducing people, then 10 minutes. It's not the full hour, Um, but I'll look great. And you are officially COVID-free, not infecting your fans. Not officially COVID-free. Unclear if it still lives in my body, but negative PCR. Negative. Well, you don't know. It could live. It's like a virus. Like it could just live in you forever, but I'm not, I'm not, the virus is not shedding. I am healthy. The baby is healthy. And never forget, pergola. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because. Hey, listen, remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, 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 of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.